to the Romans and one of his letters. We're going to we're going to just uh, springboard into this chapter ten. It's we're going to try to um, capsulize what what is God's heart for the for people, and really, ministry is is widespread. It's more than having church. It's more than having uh, a service. It's, that's a part of ministry, but the the real ministry that often happens that we we witnessed it on on the on the screen that 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 man who gave that Bible away was led by the Holy Spirit. You are led by the Holy Spirit too. You're led. You you can be led by the Holy Spirit to make the right choices. Sometimes we don't have a clue for sure, but there's a little word called faith. And there's something about faith when we honor what the Lord said we should do. When we just simply believe what he and what he told us to do. And, and before he left and he went back to be in heaven, he said, go and make disciples. Well, you know what? That takes time and effort and work. And you, you, you plant and you plow, you, you, you cultivate, you, you stay with people when they stumble you help them you encourage them that's all a part of the ministry of the church of jesus christ some of us have have uh, have wondered well i don't know if i i have anything i can give you know somebody else can do this better than i can right i mean jack I, i'm going to pick on you a bit when you before you got into the Gideon ministry, did it ever occur, or did you have a thought? Maybe someone else can do this better. I I don't know. You maybe had that thought, and sometimes the Lord is gracious and He's nudging us to step out, and we're a little bit afraid because we've never done that before, and we always think someone else can do that better. You know what? Maybe someone else can do it better, but if God is calling you, then that's what matters. That's what's that's what's most important. The 10th chapter of Romans, Paul describes here the heart of God, verse 1. He says, brethren, my heart's desire, my prayer to God for them is for their salvation. What he was referring to was the uh, non-Jewish people, or actually the Jewish people who weren't getting the, the, the message. They weren't receiving the Lord by faith, they were trying to get to God by continuing on with the Old Testament practices of the, of the sacrifice and obeying the law to the letter. Somehow that all got turned into a becoming self-righteous. And what Paul is saying, I, I, my prayer, my desire, and this is God's desire that everyone would be saved. Everyone would come to an understanding that you can walk with God. You can be in right relationship with the Lord. Your, your sins can be forgiven and taken away forever and ever. Isn't that good news? God forgives and forgets and cleanses our sin as far as the east is from the west. You can have a new beginning every day with Jesus. He has a vast supply in which will never run dry. His mercies are new every morning. 
Today is a day of salvation. We see the things on the earth. We see the things in the, in the, in the country that is going on. We wonder how long can the Lord put up with all this? And you wonder, it's close. The Lord must be coming soon as we see what we talked about, wars, rumors of wars. He even talked about that, how there would be uh, a change in, in weather and, and of stars and change. And we, we're seeing these things. We're seeing the escalation of, of, of storms seemingly uh, more intense than ever before. Could it be that God is stirring the people? That he is coming. He's, he's very near. But God is so patient. At the same time. That he's so patient. Not willing that any should perish. So we read on. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God. But not in accordance with knowledge. For not knowing about God's righteousness. And seeking to establish their own. This is the problem for many people in the world they're trying to establish their own righteousness by living in such a way or believing of the you know uh, that if i outweigh my bad with my good i'll somehow be good enough to get to heaven god didn't say that you cannot save your, you and i we cannot save ourselves we keep missing the mark we keep falling short we keep stumbling, and we read on. But Christ is the end of the law, verse 4, for righteousness to everyone who believes. For Moses writes that the man who practices the righteousness which is based on law shall live by that righteousness. But the righteousness based on faith speaks thus. Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does it say? The work, the word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we are preaching. That if you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. For with the heart man believes, resulting in righteousness. Righteousness and with the mouth confesses, resulting in salvation. How many have heard these verses? Believe, confess with your mouth. For someone, in order to confess with their mouth, there also needs to be a connection to the heart. Just to confess Jesus as Lord is not quite enough. It must be linked to the heart. That believes. What do we believe? That Jesus is who he said he is. That he is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And that Jesus died and on a cross. And he was resurrected. And so when we put that together. When you confess Jesus the Lord and believe in your heart. That God raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. What, in other words you're saying. God I cannot save myself. I confess my sin. I confess I need you. What does that do? God is right there. That's what I want. Your confession. You're admitting. That's what I want. I want you to admit that you're weak, you are vulnerable, that you cannot save yourself. 
That's why I came. That's why I come into this life, into this world, and gave myself a sacrifice. God's desire was so much that he sent his only son. It could not be solved any other way. There was no other sacrifice that would complete, that would be good enough, that would be able to wash away sin, but Jesus Christ and his shed blood only. The Bible says in Hebrews, without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sin. Something has to die. Something has to give his blood. In the Old Testament, they, the blood was shed after the animals that were, that were instructed, and they went by that. It was a covering. It was satisfying, but listen, it was not complete until Jesus. And now we don't have to, we don't have to bring animals because Jesus died once and for all sin. All the sins that have ever been committed can be forgiven in a moment because of the blood of Jesus. We are so blessed. You are so alive today because you have been given the Lord Jesus Christ through faith. And whenever we try to somehow our human nature says, you know, I don't feel like I'm, I don't feel good enough. Ever felt that way? Guess what? We're never going to feel good enough because the old humanity, we're struggling with it. The old humanity wants to sin yet, but we can, with the help of the Lord, surrender and have self-control and say no to sin. We can, by the help of the Lord, by walking by, by faith and the help of the Holy Spirit who comes to live in us, that we actually can overcome the tempest, the temptation. Temptations will come. It's not the temptations that's a sin, but we'll yield to it. But if we yield to sin and we feel guilty and we need to go to the Lord, the Bible says if we confess our sins, he is righteous to forgive us. And so we may make it right. We simply admit our, we- our weakness. We admit our sin. We acknowledge it, and he removes it. What is the message of the gospel? It is the good news that, that I cannot save myself, therefore someone else made away from me it is good news because i cannot ever repay the penalty the penalty is death the penalty is the blood of jesus the blood of jesus that took care of the pain he paid my debt that i could not pay we used to sing this little chorus he paid a debt i could not pay i owed a debt i could not pay i needed someone washed my sins away we used to sing that in church i remember that Way back. Listen, God's desire is to seek and to save the lost. We should never grow weary in planting the seeds of God's word, of getting the, a test, giving a testimony, of pointing the way for Jesus. And sometimes it's as, as simple as acknowledging that there is a God. That is in control. I know there's a lot of people that have questions. You know, we, we look at what's going on in, our, in our, our land. One of the things that we can say, you know what? God is in control. God ultimately is in control of the weather. It's a way to witness. It's a way, you know, to say that, you know what? There, there may be some shaking going on right now. What we need to do is pray. 
The Bible says that we can pray and stand in the gap of people that are away from God, and we, could, we can help, help the problem. We can become a, a solution. We can partner with our God, and that we can bring about purposes, bring about uh, uh, the, 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 the solution, so to speak. Uh, mankind needs God. And many uh, will, will not admit they need God, until they are in a place where they are, the squeeze is on. It's, it's interesting. I've heard of military folks, and I've, I've had a brother who was in Vietnam. And when you're, in a, when you're in facing death and life situation, the people that would never acknowledge God begin to cry out. There, there's something about we're built within there, that there is a the God that has created us. And so never underestimate what God is doing. God will go to all extreme measures to reach lost people. And he keeps giving another chance. But the day will come when he will shut the door, just like he did on the days of Noah. He shut the door. The days will come when he will catch us away from this place. And men's heart, it says, will fail them for fear of what's coming on. You and I can escape all that. God has a plan for his people to to save them. Until he comes, we're to keep on doing what he's called us to do. Love people. Encourage people to walk with him. There's not just a knowledge or zeal. The verse 4 actually was back up a a couple. Verse 2 I bear them witness they have a zeal for God. This is, a, this is a problem. This is a concern. Having a zeal for God, but not understanding who he is. Having somewhat of a knowledge of God, but not really knowing God. Being so distant from God that people uh, would not know for sure that they would be ready to meet the Lord. Friend, today, you know what? You and I can know that we're ready by this. Admitting that we need Jesus, accepting the Lord into your heart. And First John, it says, these things I have written that you might know that you have eternal life. He who believes has this, he who has the Son, who believes has the Son, has eternal life. And so we accept Jesus Christ. We don't just leave him on the shelf. Now that you've accepted Jesus Christ, you begin to walk with him. You know what? You begin to live more than you've ever lived before because you begin to walk in a new way. Old things passed away. New things have come. And so what Paul was addressing his, to, the, to the Roman church, he was trying to help them to see you cannot save yourself. You cannot live good enough. You cannot uh, be righteous in yourself. You simply have to come with the faith, as he says in verse 8 and verse 9, in verse 10, and begin at verse 9, that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. What does that mean? We know Jesus is Lord. In, in other words, he is over all things. He is in control. He is in control of your life. When we surrender to Jesus and say, you are Lord of my life, not only are you my Savior, but now you become my Lord. What does that mean? You're surrendering to his will. 
It's his way now. Have your way. And so many people, I think, that have wondered, well, if I totally surrender my life to the Lord, he'll make me do something I don't really want to do. Some of you are smiling. I think you've thought of that yourself. I know I have. Growing up in this thing, oh, if I, if I really commit my life to the Lord, then maybe he'll make me go to Africa or India or some place. I will just be miserable the rest of my life. You know, you know, here's how it works. As you surrender your life to the Lord, he begins to change your heart so you want to do things you would never do otherwise. And you actually look, begin to look forward and begin to dream about people's places, needs. When we're just living for self, it's easy just to kind of pass by needs, not be affected by it. Wasn't that the problem with, you know, the man who was left for dead on the road and, and th- several folks came by and they, you know, they kind of, sure, I don't want to get involved with this. I have too much going. And it wasn't until the man that took him in and paid for his bill, and paid for his hospitalization, took it on himself and ministered to him, the Good Samaritan as we have a picture of what you and I are to be to people around us. You know, if we can do something small, even it may seem insignificant, sometimes people are just wondering if anybody really cares and they feel forgotten. Sometimes remembering them on their birthdays, remembering on a special occasion, remembering them in a hard place in their life. There are so many ways God is all about ministering to people. It does not matter uh, their background. It doesn't matter their race. He crosses race, racial barriers. He is not, is not uh, surprised at what is going on in the earth today. And but God has provided through this message that we call the gospel that we have maybe grown up with, but some of us maybe have started in a later in life. But the gospel is to be proclaimed. You know what's going to, as the scripture says, this gospel shall be proclaimed and then the end shall come. So the gospel is going to be proclaimed throughout the earth. It is God's heart that everyone can hear and have an opportunity God has so much for the church. Even now, we're living in the day of grace, which means whosoever will call upon the Lord will be saved. The cares of this life should never begin to get so much that we cannot see our eternal destiny. Some of the things that the enemy would try, I think, to do to us here while we're here is to get us so attracted to the things that are going on, the stirrings and the end times, and we can also, we're, we're to read the signs, but listen, we're to look for the Savior. We're to look unto the Lord. And Colossians says to do, to th- 
think on the things that are above. To fix your mind on the things that are above. Your, your, your life is hidden with Christ. You see, when you're going through a trial in this right here in this world now and today, you don't have the answers. You don't have all it figured out. Guess what? God doesn't expect us, doesn't ask us to figure it out. God says, just trust me. This little word trust comes into the picture. Trust him when it seemed like there's just, there's no answer, there's no way. You, you can try to figure it out in your own thinking, but the Bible says don't lean on your own understanding. Aren't you glad today that he has a plan for you and I, that without him we are in a sad way, but with him. Notice Ephesians, that we, when we were dead in, in, in our sins, when we were dead in our trespasses, he goes on to say, but God. And that's what we need. To, well, that, that's a message all of its own. Listen, things can go wrong. We can lose stuff. People can disappoint us. We can, we can have a bad day. We can have some bad, bad weeks. We, we can go through stretch. Listen, insert this into your thinking. But God, but God, but God, but God, he has it all. He has it established. But God is able to do exceeding abundantly, above and beyond. When the doors aren't opening like you thought they were, and the expectation by now you thought you'd be this far, and you thought life would be like this. I've, I've went over this. Well, it should get easier as the older you get, but I, that's not necessarily. We should be getting stronger. But God, he will take you from level to level. You will never stop growing. He's stretching you. He's, he doesn't want you. He doesn't leave you the way you are. It's not that he doesn't love you the way you are. He loves you just as much. But he wants you to know him more. And the more you know him, the more you want to know him. It's a cycle that will never end. It's just like the rain. It comes down, it evaporates, it goes up, it goes down, it goes up, it goes down. God is in a living, and he is alive. And, and his method of reaching people is to show this Christ-likeness. Servant that was willing to walk among us, to live and eat the food we ate and dwell among us, yet stand firm and present the love of God to many people, delivering people from so many things, from disease, from demonics, from all kinds of, of, of oppression. So the method that God has called us to use is to proclaim him. Proclaim meaning preach or testify. Speak out of your mouth. These verses that follow, uh, verse right down to 13, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And then he asks, how then shall they call upon him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? 
And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? Just as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring glad tidings of good things. Proclaimers. A voice. Friends, you have a voice. God may not call you to stand behind a pulpit or stand in a public setting. But some of us, for some of us, he calls us to that. But you know, you witness every time you step foot in the marketplaces of life. Your light, the light of Jesus, shines out of you. And I believe that if you, if, when you and I pray, God, help me to see what you're seeing. When I go to the supermarket, sometimes I just watch and I, I look. I, you know, I'm not always, I'm, you know, always constantly catching everybody, but I try to be aware of, you know what, there could be someone here that maybe the Lord is leading me to. God is the orchestrator. Am I, am I willing? What a blessing. When the Lord sees a willing heart, see, he's looking for someone whom he can fill in their heart. And that there is a, there's so many needs around our community. There's so many ways. You may be the one that God uses this week to point the way for someone else. You may be the one who just mentions, you know what? God says he loves us just as we are, but we cannot save ourselves. The economy can't necessarily, doesn't know how to fix itself. The world is in chaos. And what we need to do is, you know what? In spite of all what is going wrong, the gas prices are up again. We get in all kinds of conversations. Weather is another big one. But you know what? Someone else is in control, and we can point them to Jesus. Someone else whom we trust. He said, trust me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Your lifestyle adds up and begins to speak a message. Some preacher was asked this question, how long does it take to prepare a message? And his response was, my whole life. The rest of my life, my life, I'm still learning. I'm still, I'm still growing. Your, your life through Jesus Christ is boldly proclaiming. Your lifestyle, the things that you stand for. And if you need to be encouraged, the Bible says faith, 10, 17, comes from hearing. If you need to have, you say, Lord, I wish I had more faith. Listen, this is what you can do. You start to read the word more, and then you start to quote it out loud. Start to read it out loud, whatever. You can do that alone. I encourage you to do it alone. Don't do it in a public place. Do it in a private place. You and God, okay? And you begin to pray the words that Jesus says are true. That you are the child of the king of kings. And when the enemy comes in to steal your joy, you know what? You've got to, you the Lord in you was, 
would say, the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. There is a bit of this fight, this little bit of fight that God expects of us, that God says, you know what, I've called you to stand and station yourself, put on the full armor. The message is the same. The Lord is the same. Circumstances may change. Even our culture is changing, but the message of Jesus still reaches across culture barriers. People are wondering, is this God? Is your God true? And there's so much spirituality in our world. It's crazy. But we know there's one true God. There's a lot of spirits, but there's one true spirit, the spirit of God who comes to live within us. And Jesus said to the disciples that he would wait till heaven, till he would participate with the Lord's Supper and the communion. We today are celebrating what Jesus told us to do. We're going to remember what the Lord has called us partake to walk by faith to remember his sacrifice 